there. So my big question is, will come over watching the grand final or will he have another draft to do at the same time? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. He's all about uh, minimum investment in time. So I'm assuming he's just going to watch the grand final on delay and just yeah. so fast forward through <laughs> halftime, quarter time. <laughs> just no birds are taking you, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the celebration and the medal um, celebration yeah, yeah. afterwards. Just yeah, I uh, don't care about Stephen May. No, I don't yeah. care. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah. pause for Jake. Ooh, Tom Sparrow. season nfl fantasy is back with the ocho bowl and the podcast is back two weeks and we couldn't hold out any longer after all the abusive and hate-filled messages we both all three of us got last week um so welcome to the nine listeners out there as always i'm steve mann joined by andrew o'halloran and chris Keane. how are you boys good to be here survived an earthquake and you got to do what you you know makes you appreciate what you love which is doing this podcast yeah I was just going to say, it's great to be back. Um, got through the earthquake, getting through COVID, still haven't registered a W yet, which is a real disappointment. <laughs> but uh, it's probably the reason why we had the week off. I just couldn't couldn't front up after week one. But um, I've just decided that uh, I better, uh, better face the music in week two. Yeah, well, it wasn't the best start to the season for you. But I just on the earthquake, who would you... I've got someone in mind, but who do you guys reckon is the most likely league member to have been straight onto the phone to their screen printer getting to I survived the Melbourne earthquake 2021 t-shirts printed up and having them ready for when lockdown finishes? I feel like that's the sort of sort of a Simpsons type thing. I think Woodsy. I think Woodsy's a <laughs> he's got uh many side hustles, I think. He's yeah, always trying to make that cheddar. He's trying to live off his side bets, that's for sure. But both the league ones and the actual official sports bet type ones. Loves it. I actually think you, you'd fit into that category, Steve. Actually. <laughs> I was trying to suss out if there's any competition for me. Yeah, I know. I've, I feel like the back in the live in the dream days, you, you, uh, you, had, you had that market cornered a little bit. So anyway, two weeks into the season... Uh, we're going to do the format a little differently tonight. We'll run through team by team rather than game by game. But before we do, if there was a Ocho Bowl Sentinel Times, the old newspaper of the league, and you guys were the editors, um, what would be your front page story? What's the biggest news coming out of the, the league two weeks into the season? Maybe Keeney or maybe Kimish, you kick yourself. Uh, front page for me would be extra, extra. Havers looks unstoppable. Oh, wow. Um, two wins at highest score, second highest score. Uh, he's got the two highest scoring players in Murray and Cup. He's also got a top 10 scoring player in Daniel Jones, who I don't think he's uh, taken off the bench yet. Um, he's, you know, I would say Havers is more, traditionally Havers you think is a better fantasy player than he actually is. 
but this year he's living up to the hype, I think, and um, he's looking pretty ominous. I was not enjoying playing him last week, that's for sure. <laughs> I did say pre-season it was the year of the Haver, and I'm very <laughs> proud to say two weeks in, I got that one absolutely spot on. Um, I reckon you, it, it's almost absurd to say this, but I reckon you're playing him down. I reckon that the season's over. Just call it now. Mm. He's, um, <laughs> he will not lose. Another what? game or the the champ the championship? Either, either. Yeah, wow. Mm. You did say, yeah, in fairness, you did say you're the Haver last year too, so I don't know if you're just going to keep keep going with it until you hit, but um, <laughs> it'll work eventually. I think you're right, though. He's, how, how do you beat him? You put up 250, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's doing everything right. And the bit that I hate is that he drafted all the guys I wanted. That's what's annoying me about this. If if the guys I really wanted to get had, had sort of started bombing, I'd be like, no. <laughs> but it's when you like, you know, when you target someone and you don't get them and then they're really good and how frustrating. Yeah. So just say, so if I can just translate that to everyone listening at home, that's Steve saying, I should be unstoppable this year <laughs> because I liked all the players that the best teams got. <laughs> well, how have you weaseled that in five minutes into the pod? That's amazing. <laughs> No, I, I'd say, where is his team? I don't know, I mate, really you, tell me, you like all his players. Shouldn't you know? I do like, I, I do. It's pretty hard not to like players from a team that's growing 200 a week. Well, that's no, I really wanted, just looking through his team, the guys that I really wanted to get were Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I really wanted to get, I thought I'd get Diggs, but I, I didn't, but I, I, I really wanted to get him. And Cooper Cup was the other one. I was going to say, in hindsight, you look back on on Cooper Cup and just the value you can get from him with Stafford coming in. He's had a couple of years where he's been injured most of the year. If he stays healthy, like that was a really good pick and it's playing out that way at the moment. Stafford loves him. Yeah. Because I can't remember exactly where he went in the draft, but because this was that area that I traded with Havers and I had all the picks together and I'd figured out who I was going to try and take and. Cooper Cup was my name. I had penciled in. I had, you know, a couple of those types. Tyler Lockett was another who's worked out. I did get, but um, but yeah, he's he's been amazing. Cooper's stuff the year. And there's a um, there's a world where he's actually drafted the QB one, the wide receiver one, the tight end one in Hawkinson. He could easily mm-hmm. be tight end one, and even the defense one in Pittsburgh who looked really good. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, ticking a lot of boxes in kind of each position as well and Eckler's going pretty well as well so pretty deep at the moment yeah he's looking good does also show a bit of luck like that you need to have a very good team post-draft he was unhappy with his running backs and talked to me about a trade involving Cooper Cup for one of my running backs Mm. that I didn't end up following up on because I was worried about my running back depth whereas if I'd done that now you look back and you're like well what are you doing hey he's getting rid of Cup so it's you know, sometimes it's the trades you don't make that put you yeah. in a good position as well as the ones you do make. Yeah, we, we both know that, don't we? <laughs> yes. Well, who Always. was it last year? Was It was Havers, wasn't it? The turn down Jared's offer of... Um, Jared tried to trade Stefan Diggs for two guys that weren't, like, never started. Um, that? Can't remember that? Jared tried to down, trade so. Diggs about eight times. That's... <laughs> Probably everyone in the league rejected that offer. Yeah, but I think I yeah. think the one I'm going to try and find it. The one that really stung was because Havers 
I think just scraped into the finals in the end. Yeah. Um, got in the last round, but it was yeah, it, it was just the one that he he thrown up some pretty bad trades that he was lucky people didn't take, but there was one in particular. Um, well, while you're trying to find it, I'll go through uh, through my kind of headline after two weeks, if you like. Um, and that is, for me, just I think we're all pretty new at this Superflex stuff. And um, there's a few that have, have played it for one year, but no more than one. And just the importance of having, for mine, not only two quarterbacks, but at least three. Um, you're seeing it already. A, if you drafted a rookie quarterback, I think a lot of them either aren't ready or aren't playing yet. You think of kind of, um, you know, Fields should come in this week. Trey Lance isn't playing yet. That was kind of my plan is to hold off and hope that he plays later. Mac Jones has just been a bit of a game manager. Wilson and um, Zach Wilson's looked a bit shaky as well. So I, I kind of count them as um, not really someone you can start in the Superflex at the minute. Um, and then if you've only if you've only taken two as well, um, there's just nothing on the waiver wire if there's an injury. Um, once we get to bye weeks, you'll you'll notice the difference pretty pretty heavily. So um, I, I just think that's really an interesting talking point at the moment. There's obviously three guys at the moment with only two quarterbacks. That's Reese, Fitzy, and Cam. Um, mm. The thing is, if you get it, as I said before, if you get an injury, so I'm facing that this week with Tua. Not sure if he's going to play. There's nothing on the waiver wire, so there's there's no way to fix it. The only way that you can fix it is trading it. They're trading for one, and for mine, they're probably pretty expensive to trade for. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how kind of those teams go about it as the bye yeah. weeks approach or if they just try and hang on and, and hope for hope for the best, no injuries, and see if they can get through bye weeks with just playing a receiver or, or a running back in that super flex spot. Just on yeah. that as well, Ben also, well, he has three quarterbacks. Two of them are Dalton and Field, so he really only yeah. has two quarterbacks because yeah. obviously they're never going to play at the same time as well. Yeah, that's right. It is. It's a really interesting one. Um, just recapping as well, that trade was Jared offered Stefan Diggs for James White and Anthony Miller. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wait, before so, the season? During the season, week three or four, when, when Diggs was doing all right and those guys were already no good, but he just was worried about running back. So he wanted a running back and, yeah, just – the, the old wow. Havers who's, you know, got cobwebs on his keyboard because he just never never does a trade, just came back to get him. Um, my take on that, your last point, Keeney, about the difficulty in trading, I think what's going to be really interesting is people don't like trading significant capital away for someone who's not a starter in their mm. team. So these guys with two, even though logically they need a third one because they can't get through the bye weeks without a third one, they're not going to want to feel – I don't think they're going to feel like they want to give up that much to get a third quarterback, particularly if that person's not going to start. So I feel like we're at this impasse where no one's going to trade quarterbacks for a while unless there's an injury. And then all of a sudden bye weeks are going to hit and everyone's going to panic and you might see a bit of a wild west of all these bench quarterbacks getting traded around then. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's – um... I think you're right, and and you add in, you add in, um, you know, other injuries. By the time we get to well, bye weeks are coming up pretty soon, but by the time we get to like week six, seven, eight, nine, and you've got a few mm. other injuries, your bench isn't as strong, and you you're weighing up whether to to start a running back three in your super flex, where someone's going to get twenty points automatically from someone else. It's a big margin to make up. Yeah, absolutely, it certainly is. My front page news at this point of the year 
and it's not even close, is the rise of the Fitz. Fitzy, two weeks in, 2-0, and he's basically started ringing around Tatooist in Melbourne and said, put your prices up when you come out of lockdown because I know you're going to have a few customers and have a choice. Um, that one's, that's, that's fine. How are you feeling, Andrew? Are you sort of getting tingles on the wrist or ankle already? Uh, no, there's plenty of time for Fitzy to fuck this up. Um, well, I play him this week, so it'll be big if I lose, and I'm bad for my season and bad for my skin. Well, that, yeah, that was the cam game last week as well. It was yeah. these are these are eight point games in <laughs> doubling um, games or something. I don't know. So. And the other little hidden numbers here for Fitzy is two and zero, as we all know, but third highest score in the league. So that's always ha- handy if you're going to deal with kind of. Towards the back end of the year, always nice to have a nice points for um, on your side, but also only spent the $2 in the waiver wire. So he's got some ammunition just to go whack when he needs to. So, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big matchup this week. I'll tell you what. Fourth highest, just to uh, just correct you, right. you. You missed the old sensible haircuts. Got him, got him by. I'm second. Oh, sorry. I read that as a two. My bad. I read that um, as 32206. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, we often get overlooked down at the old sensible haircuts. <laughs> um, the I agree though. The old waiver wire. I'm sure it's completely accidental that Fitzy's not used in his budget. Just the fact that he probably doesn't put any Fitzy in, but nonetheless, he's poised to make a big swing at it when he needs to. It's interesting though. We did, he is one of the one of the uh, league members with just Stafford and the rookie Zach Wilson. So for mine, Zach Wilson's a tough start at the moment. And he's got no backup in bye weeks or if if Stafford gets injured, uh, it could fall away pretty quickly, I reckon. But <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I know there's 10 people in the league who are definitely on Team Fitzy, hoping Absolutely. somehow his luck prevails. Let's let's get into the the games or the I guess the teams two weeks in. So let's maybe start at the bottom. Cam, two weeks in, boys, 0-2. Comes up against the old sensible haircuts this week as well, who at present, not everything's going right, but second highest scoring team. So it's probably another another big gun for him. What do you uh what do you guys make of Cam so far? I think the I think the main thing with Cam is he's got some room to improve. I think Saquon obviously has been tough to start the first two weeks. He's um obviously been pretty limited. He's had 10 days off going into week three against a pretty ordinary Atlanta side. So I expect Saquon to um, deliver a bit more than what he has previously. Um, but again, so when you take Saquon, you take Michael Thomas, there's two guys that you, it's tough to start early on in the season and it's um, it's probably challenging his depth a little bit. Um, another one without without a third quarterback. So again, that's going to be interesting from here out. We, we did call it post-draft that he's really leaned on the old post-injury guys, because he's obviously got Dak in there as well, who has been really good, but came off a pretty significant injury. So that one's worked out. And he's probably lucked into Eli Mitchell as well, because he drafted him, which I know yeah, wow. he'll just say it was shrewd drafting, but obviously a few things fell in his favour with the most of injury there too. So he's had a couple of things go his way, but um, and as you say, plenty of improvement. Robert Woods, Keenan Allen can both get better than they've been. And Devonta Smith, even though he's he didn't put huge numbers up this week. Like he showed a bit, I reckon. So he's probably drafted a pretty good one there. So I don't think his team's horrible, but um, obviously not the start he would have been hoping for. 
Annie, what's your opinion on his big bid on KJ Osborne? Do you think he's worth the money? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Like he's, I, I had a little bit on him, I think. I can't remember. I might not have actually. But um, he's he literally, if you watch, um, and this is always the advantage, I guess, when it's your team because you watch the game so much more closely than the rest. Or, or when you bet on them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, but, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, you don't be a kicker in Minneapolis, whatever you do. But oh, I think mate. that he's he's a um, beneficiary of all, not all, but a lot of the work that he's done in output this year has been just where coverage is completely broken down on him because they're kind of so, and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield means you've you usually got a stack box. So literally his touchdown on the weekend, he had half the field to himself with no one behind him. Um, his big play the first week was a similar one where he kind of caught one where no one went near him and he sort of made a guy miss and turned it into 40 yards or something. So, look, he's good. He's getting solid numbers of targets, so you can't complain. He's clearly gone above BC Johnson and um, obviously Irv Smith Jr. being injured helps. So he's, he's the clear number three, but... I don't think he's going to be a Justin Jefferson. It's just it's just hard to start, isn't he? Like when when do you feel good about starting KJ Osmond <laughs> at any point this year? Like seriously, like yeah, yeah. it'd have to be bye weeks, obviously. But you um, think so? Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, anything else on on Cam's team? Um, the the only other call out I would make is we talked about um, his. He's uh, two quarterbacks, but his Colts. Like, did they score two touchdowns on the weekend? The Colts DFS, didn't they? Did I imagine that? Uh, the Colts. Yeah, they scored one off that punt for sure. I thought I want to look this up. I reckon they scored uh, two. No, no, it was uh, Tampa Bay scored two. Oh, right. Yeah, Tampa scored two junky ones, but they they scored off the the snapper snapping it into the leg of the bloke behind the punter. Oh, yeah, of course. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was horrific. Um, well, what I was going to say, though, because I think, like, I know we, we've we talked on the podcast how much we hate the DFS and we hate the, um, the the kickers, but with the defense in particular, you can get teams that just get on a run and just yeah. put up some absurd numbers. Like, was it New England did it a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, the Steelers oh. did it last year for a while. Like, it just – so, yeah. Just, I think the, I'm always watching those ones. I think the Pats scored nine defensive touchdowns in a row, like consecutively, week after week for like nine weeks two years ago. Yeah, so and then then of course, and then of course, last year they went as the number one defense and did sweet FA. Yeah, do nothing exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's keep going. So, speaking uh, of sweet next... FA, <laughs> yes, <laughs> lovely segue into our next team. So. Uh, Keeney, yourself, Kane Corns, and the pup. Um, we called it post draft that you had gone the old bold strategy cotton with your running backs. Yep. How are you feeling two weeks in? Is it is it a, is it a case of just I've, I've come up against one nineties two weeks in a row, or is, is there <laughs> wheels falling off internally as well? No, nah, well, I think there's a there's a little bit of that. Um, Three hundred ninety points against in two weeks is not where you want to be. So the defense needs to lift for sure. Um, so you touched on the, the... Actually, just on that as well, Jared, who's had the the least points against, Jared and Fitzy are basically the same, 240. So you've had yeah. 160 extra points <laughs> through two weeks scored than those guys have. Yeah. 
Uh, it probably doesn't help, but um, anyway, the the um, the probably the interesting point is the um, the running backs, as you mentioned. Well, Pollard's running back twelve, and James White's running back thirteen on the year. So, um, as Woodsy texted me to, I think it was yesterday. He said, "Well, if that's the case, then why is your team so shit?" Um, well, I think probably the answer to that is, um, you know, Tua got injured uh, the first quarter this week. And I've had, I've just had I've had a zero both weeks from just shit output. So you know when that happens, it gets a bit hard. But I certainly haven't started the way I would have liked. So Kyle Pitts isn't getting the tight end premium points, which I thought he was going to get when I drafted <laughs> him in the fourth round. Um, so that's lowered my expectations a little bit too. But um, look, it's funny. Like all in all, like zero two. Um, I'm not. I don't hate my team at the moment. Um, I just need. I need a few things to go my way. I need the Niners to stick Trey Lance in there sooner rather than later. That'd be nice. Um, and if Deontay Johnson isn't out for four weeks, that'd be great as well. And if Tua's not out for four weeks, that would also be great as well. How are you feeling in that last play of the game? In a game where you're going to clearly lose, so the points were nothing to you, and they play, they ran a crossing route and got injured with 10 seconds yeah. to go two touchdowns down? Yeah, it's great. Stan, but standard Deontay Johnson, I feel like he gets injured like almost. You've got him in Dynasty, yeah. Steve. I reckon he gets, feel like he gets injured every second week, that bloke. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He's like, constantly I, being carted off and then he's back yeah, on. And then he's back. He hobbled but, to the sideline. Hobbled to the sideline. Probably my biggest, my biggest concern at the moment is just how poor um, Atlanta's passing game has been. Matt Ryan looks a shell of himself. I've obviously got Ridley and Pitts, which is a problem. Um, you, could, you could argue they've come up against a pretty good Philly defense and a pretty good Tampa Bay defense, but time will tell. They play the Giants this week. If they don't, if they don't um, improve this week, I'm probably in for a long year with those two. So um, maybe a little bit of improvement on my team, but um, hoping to get through week three without an injury, that'd be great. History has shown if you draft a Atlanta heavy team, you normally end up pretty poor at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, <right>? fucking hell. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Didn't work for me last year, that's for sure. Um, moving up the ladder to another of the 0-2 teams, and that's Ben. We spoke at length about his team post-draft, and I know for a fact because I've been one of them, he's been bombarded with people offering him trades to try to actually help him fix his team and just pick apart a bit of the uh, some of these stronger assets he's got, which he doesn't seem too interested in. Uh, now, to be fair... I've been talking to Ben about these trades and I would not accept them if I was Ben. They were really? The, I thought the one that, um, I mean, I guess I can, I can kind of say it. Um, Jared and I, so Jared masterminded it and it was a three-way trade, which I think it's fair to say Ben was a big winner out of. I was probably, I was probably, a, I was a loser on like mathematically, but I was probably a winner because of guys that you start versus guys you don't start. Um, and like it was marginal for me, but I, I was kind of happy to move the pieces around. And Jared was a loser. I don't know why he he had some bigger plan. I could tell you'd never do that trade. Like we put it through a trade calculator to me. But you know how um, you you like get a I don't know. This was the what the Roto trade one. He was giving yeah. 72.3. He was getting 39. Just had a picture of Steve Carell's face going like that. Is there, <laughs> is there, is there any, can you, um, 
reveal any of this to the listeners, or is it? Yeah, I think I'll go private? through it. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Um, let me let me find it. So, the trade offer was. I think it was on WhatsApp. Um, do you want me to go through who's giving up what, or do you want to just do the Ben part? Just in there. I mean, that's what's relevant to this. I think. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, in uh, Messenger, um, Ben was giving up. Sorry, bear with me. Live on the air. That's good. It's not the uh, not the easiest one to find here. I don't know where he sent it all. Must have been in yep. here. Hold on a second. So uh, just Ben say- was basically it, it was it was a trade. He had to give up Kittle. Was the was yeah. the um, the essence of it. So, yep, here we go. Okay, so Ben was going to give up um, Fields, Kittle, Hubbard, and Jimmy G. Yep. So um, he's kind of giving up Fields and Kittle, really. Yes. Hubbard and Jimmy G are both. You know, Jimmy G is a placeholder, but if you're getting caught back, that's that. You take that any minute, and Hubbard's kind of depth. He was getting. Carson Wentz, Josh yep. Jacobs, Mac Jones, Gronk, and Devontae Parker. Wow. Okay. So he's getting, yeah, he's getting two quarterbacks, two all-season starting quarterbacks. He's getting a, a good running back. He's getting the number one tight end, who we all agree is not the number one tight end all year. But I think he might be two at the moment. Kelsey might have already been to more. I'm not sure. But um, TJ. And then I get the depth wide receiver in Parker. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, the calculators definitely liked it. And then it's because you get like you're giving sort of three, or he's getting four twenty-five cent pieces for you know two dollars or whatever the thing is, five twenty-five cent pieces for a dollar. Like in the you get more value, but it's you know you'd rather have like if Fields ended up being any good, like you knew you were gonna have to wait on him anyway. There's no point selling him cheap now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I guess where probably, I guess where I looked at it. Um, so because for me, it was a bit of a, I was basically trading Wentz and Jacobs to get Kittle because that was effectively how it was working out. Because I was, I was, Parker and Jimmy G are both kind of nothing because Jimmy G sits on my bench until he gets benched and Parker's sort of just a bi-week guy. So that was it for me. So I was like, ah, I'm probably giving up more than I get back. But, you know, I guess technically they're both on my bench. For him, if he made that trade, he goes from his starting quarterbacks being Garoppolo and Dalton to his starting quarterbacks being, well, he has the choice of Wentz, Mac Jones, and he's got Dalton in the meantime. Um, His running backs are currently Williams and Sanders. And he's got nothing behind that because most it's injured. He then gets Josh Jacobs as well. Um, his tight end is currently Kelsey and Kittle. He then goes to Kelsey and Gronk. And obviously, like, you know, Gronk's, well, Gronk's looking good at the moment. Um, and he probably gets his fifth best wide receiver, I would say. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a given you have to start three. It's a depth guy in Devonta Parker that you'd probably use through bye weeks. So I felt like that was relevant to him. They weren't like, you know, I, I agree with you. Getting five better, like more value out of five players, we'll have to see. Them. 
I thought they basically all started in this team somewhere. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Kittle is uh, when you're giving up the best player, I think it has to be like if I'm giving up, especially one who's like a, I mean, first or second would be a second round pick. Um, you know, you've got to get more back than I think they're worth. And I don't think if I was Ben, I wouldn't have done that trade. Mm. So we did we did speculate with this in the group chat. How much of this is you don't like him cheating on you with other trade partners? I think he's traded with other people before, hasn't he? Oh, I, I can just detect the jealousy. Last week. And then I was like, and then he, he's done what he uh, does to you guys to me. I'm like, oh, so this is how everyone else feels when you can't just go down the hallway <laughs> and keep harassing him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, I to be honest, I wasn't really, I was a bit indifferent on that trade. In fact, I didn't love it. I probably didn't really want to do it, if not for the fact it was a big three-way blockbuster trade. And I yeah. said that openly. I was like, look, I'm very happy not to do this, but if there's a big piece, I want, I want in. And Woodsy, yeah. I think, was trying to just get in and just trade some kickers just so he could be part of it as well. Yeah. Once he got wind of the fact that there was a big trade going on. I, I think if Ben could have kept Fields in that trade and worked something out where he kept Fields, that would have been a really nice one for him, personally. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. And I think this worked. is where this is where I think clearly Jared had some bigger thing at play. Because you just if you look at Jared's piece of it, um, Jared got Fields. He was getting Fields and Hubbard. Yeah. And he was giving yeah. up Mac Jones, Watkins, and Gronk. I think he just wants Fields. He sees Fields as like a, a league-winning QB. I would do that He's trade yeah. if I was Jared. You would? Like, yeah, if, if you're selling high on Gronk, um, like Sammy Watkins is whatever. And yeah. um, who else was he giving up? Mac Jones. And Mac, uh, Mac Jones is filler. Like a filler. Like he's in Superflex, he's playable, but he's not going to yeah. win you a week. He's just not going to lose you a week. I guess it, it depends on how much quarterback depth you've got because if you want to sort of gamble on fields, that's fine providing you've got someone to start until he starts. Because if you're looking at yeah. total points over the season, Mac Jones is probably better because he's going to score more because he'll play. Fields yeah. might only play off the games. But if you can go, oh, I'll sit him on the bench and then I'll track him in if he's good. Then. Which, yeah, is, okay. which, is a good, which is a good segue to kind of talk about my biggest takeaway from Ben's team at the moment is um, just what it's going to look like in six weeks. So he may get he may get Fields in there, which he probably will. But as we've kind of touched on, he's got Fields and Dalton, so it's really only one QB there. Whoever starts, obviously, wants Fields to. But if Trey Lance does take over this job in in San Francisco, what is he going to do? Mm. A, well, what's guess... he going to do? And there's just no, there's just not a whole lot of depth with, as you said, most it going down, Judy going down, which has been really unlucky for him. Um, there's just not much cover there on his bench. And, and no yeah. QB cover at all. And not a lot of outside of his tight ends. I guess this is the thing. You're probably right. Trade one. You don't trade the tight ends. He's got a really good value because City Lamb, you'll get something for, but it's probably he almost, not. He, he almost has to trade tight end, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to give up a huge amount for Sanders. No. He's good, but you're not, like, you're, you're not going to give a quarterback for him, I wouldn't have thought. Um, I don't, I mean, you know, it's still early days on Tyson Williams, but um, don't know how much 
he's not going to have absurd trade value. And then CD Lamb is good, but I think he probably wants to keep him anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's tricky. It's probably the tight ends. All right, shall we move on? Let's move on. So we've got one more team that is sitting at 0-2, and that is the Kamish, the old oh. reigning champ. Jeez, it's going off, is. is it um is it just a minor speed bump to start the year, or is this like last year where you're gonna come on the podium? Oh, I hate my team. I do hate my team. Um yeah, like I don't know. It's the first week I was extremely hating my team. Now I'm coming around to be like Terry's back. He played well last week. Um if Brent and I you could just Get more than two Why? catches a game, I'd be pretty happy. Um, Harris looks good. Mixon, they're using him a lot. Brady looks good. Um, if I could work out which tight end to start each week, I would probably be putting. I would have put up like a one sixty this week. So um, I know, things are looking up. I just, you know, I've played Havers this week, and um, I can't remember who I played last week, but. Um, I hate my team, but I hated it more last week. What's what's the gap for you between Zeke and Pollard at the moment? Oh, I think Pollard. The thing with Pollard is that if you look at his raw numbers, like he looks good, but then when you watch the games, a lot of that is because they, the way they use him is they use him on end arounds, they use him on gadget plays that they don't use Zeke on. If you look at like runs, uh. It, runs against expected outcome. Zeke is outperforming Pollard by far, but he just doesn't get the ones that get him to the outside. So it's, mm. I think when he, they sort of get games where they're like, they play Philly this week and like they should be ahead against Philly. So they're going to run it more, I think. And then, you know, Carolina, New York giants games that they could win by 20 points after that. So um while he's been a bit disappointing for what I spent on him, I think that, you know, he's, he would probably, he yeah, should he'll be okay. Like he might not be yeah. super, like he might not break into the top five, like I hope, but I think he'll still probably give late first round of value by the end of the season. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Just Ayuk's killing you at the minute. And it's so hard to predict at the moment what's going on with him. Yeah. And so you can't really do anything with him. Cause like, when I paid a fifth rounder for him, what his trade value would be next to nothing. You want to cut him because as soon as you cut him, he'll come good. But no. Last year, much he probably just cut him like five times and kept trying to pick him back up. And eventually oh. someone else got him. And oh. <laughs> every week. If I, if I had Mike Evans, I'd trade him to you for him. Oh, I, I, I nearly put in an offer for Mike Evans last week. So I was like, he didn't have any touches. He was gonna go off this week and um yeah yeah they that is what the bright spot of my team tom brady is just yeah he might put well, up 60 touchdowns this year, the extra game you, you're you'll try and trade him surely because he's had two really easy matchups um week one and week two and then the next four weeks he comes up against la new england miami and philly both of all of whom are decent defenses He'll probably go nuts against New England away, even though they've got a good B. Um, but he's just like, if you look at, he obviously torched Atlanta this week. If you look at that kind of green, red, black system, which I know is early in the year, so it's not 
you know, it's it's a bit misleading, but he doesn't have another green team for the rest of the year, except when he plays Atlanta again. Like he's, you feel like he's not. Uh, basically, he's overachieved for the first two weeks, and you've got depth. You could you could trade him to one of those struggling quarterback teams for like a really good running back or something. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, again, as I said, I hate my team. I'll listen to any offer, but then it's also, you know, I yep. if I would be more open to it if Tyrod hadn't got injured because Tyrod was. I was sort of like, oh, I've got four. I can try and make a move at quarterback here. But with now I've only got Goff and Brady and Tannehill, I probably need to – I don't want to trade him away and then be in the same spot where I don't have a quarterback. So so what's the what's the part that you hate the most? Because I, I don't think there's a that's, – that's not terrible. Um, uh, no, it's more just I hate my team because they're losing. Once they start oh, winning, right. I love them. Yeah, I think you'll be, <laughs> be fine. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, things are never as good or as bad as they seem. Is what I like when I lose, I always try and tell myself that is that, you know, there's so much variance in fantasy. You've just got to try and make sure you put the right team out, you know, look at everyone's team, try and put some trade offers in, but don't do anything dumb. No doubt. Speaking of, um, not doing anything dumb. We, we talked about Jared's trade that he narrowly avoided last year. He's the next one. One and one. He's, I guess, officially the luckiest team so far through two weeks, which is probably fair given he was desperately unlucky last year with some of the scores he was putting up and the against that he had. Um, he's He's gone, he's 279.4, so one of the smaller four totals, but he's only had 240 against, as we mentioned earlier. Just on the... On the breakdown, if you look at it, uh, he's actually right in the middle of the 0-2 teams where um, Cam and uh, Keeney are bottom two, Ben Jared, then Ben and I are just above him. So uh, very lucky not to be 0-2, I think. I guess, you know, you've only got a pinch one win, so it's probably, yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> like, it's pretty early <laughs> to be, you know, I'm probably a bit over the top by calling lucky teams already. Um, what do you guys make of Jared? I mean, like we talked about it, he's, he basically just went with no wide receiver strength at all and yeah. I guess was looking to trade his way through that during the season. He's picked up McKissick off the waivers today, so he's doubled down again on running back. So he's obviously got McCaffrey, Montgomery. He's now got McKissick, um, Edwards, Elair, probably the relevant ones. Um, yeah, Burrow and Herbert, Herbert, a couple of young quarterbacks in Mac Jones we talked about earlier, and obviously then Waller and Gronk. He's... He's all right in every position, but wide receiver is just super weak. Yeah, I really like. I got Pittman in another league, and I, I think I did the same as Jared, where we I benched him in the other league, and Jared benched him in this league, and he just went off. Like I think he could, if he keeps playing like he did last week, then he's got an answer there. But yeah, Myers is definitely like, and then I like. I mean, Chase is good, but he's got those off too long touchdowns. So yeah. week to yeah. week, like he's not going to get a 40, 50 yard each week, which I think is the problem there. I, the, the, I was going to say, I see that as the epitome of uh, why I, I find it advantageous to start uh, to grab good wide receivers because you want to play the guessing game with wide receiver, good luck. Like yeah. if you don't know when to start Jacoby Myers and you don't know when to start Michael Pittman, it just becomes an absolute shit show. At least with running back, you know if they're going to start or not. Um, there are those kind of receivers, 
to be weekly starts is just a frustrating game to play. Now, I can't talk because I'm on too, but um, I just find it it's frustrating to have to work out if they've got a good wide receiver matchup versus just plug and play every week. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think really this really stands out in a year where we've gone to three wide receivers. Because if you look at Jared's Chase, Pittman and Myers, I think we said this after the draft, but like Fitzy has Hill, Adams, Thielen as his three. And then, you know, even Adebo, Samuel or Sterling Shepard at the moment, they're probably arguably all better than his best wide receiver. And they've got to match up against each other when you play. Um, and it's not just him. You know, there's a thing you go through it, Cup, Godwin, Diggs. Um, I reckon arguably all three of those are better. Um, Definitely. Uh, no argument. Yeah. So, but, so um, with the three as well. my three are probably better. Um, Lockett, Hopkins. But even there. like for me, even if like he just has one, you pair that with McCaffrey and you feel so much better about it. Yeah, team. exactly. Agree. Because it's just like if you lose 10 from each of them, you can't, it's so hard to get that back elsewhere. Yeah. I think yeah. it's as well like when you've got, you know, like even Pittman's good, but like, that may have been his best game for the, like maybe he has that game and he scores a touchdown and he gets yeah. 26 points. Whereas like, if you have three guys who can put up 40, you know, you're more likely to get one of them. Like that was mm. how haters beat yeah. me. I was well pretty close. And then cut put up 40 points and you're just yeah. sitting there like, well, fuck now I don't have anyone who can do that on my team. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a really good point is that Myers Pittman, maybe, maybe Chase could, but I, I don't see Myers and Pittman ever going for, you know, putting up a 30 or a 40 in a given week. So it just lowers your ceiling a little bit for mine, like yeah. of what your overall score can be. Now, sure, McCaffrey can. Um, but as you said, Steve, when you start three, um, you want one of them to be able to put up a 30 for you. Don't know yeah. which one it's going to be, but you want one of them to. Yeah, um, I, I feel like you're, you're hoping to get so like 60 points out of your three wide receiver positions. Yep. And... Most weeks, that's probably going to be someone going, you know, 30 and the other two going 15, and you're kind of yeah. okay with that. The problem is if you've got no one that can score 30, you're basically relying on them all to have their best game. On, and it's like you're going to have a week where one scores five. Yeah. And it's just going to eat away. And also credit where credit's due. I'd say just looking at the teams, I reckon your three are probably better as well. Ben Ridley, Jefferson. That would when, be. When fit. When fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So other than that, I mean, like, I think there's obviously some, you know, some pretty big streaks in his team. I think as well, yeah. just on his team as well, just he'd be tearing, or if he had any hair left to tear out, he'd be <laughs> tearing it out on CEH. Like, I think mm, I thought he was yeah. going to have a big year. Like, I nearly took him over Mixon um, in that spot. Um, right? Like, I think he took CEH the next pick and, you know, he's not even playing him this week at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the positive, the positive for Jared at the moment is just how, like, McCaffrey, particularly with Darnold, like, he just uses him nonstop and they just continue to use him nonstop. So he's amazing. He's only scored one touchdown. So we're going to get those weeks where he does what Derek Henry did on the weekend and scores three. Um, yeah. So that's coming. So that, that's probably the positive. You've, you kind of eked out one-on-one and, one, and we're still yet to see, like, a massive McCaffrey game that can just win you a week. So... He nearly had one this week. I think he got stopped at the yeah, like one or stopped two yard line about four times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still had 26 carries. 
Like yeah. insane. Yeah. It's, insane. He's, he's just so he's, he's absurd. They just use um, him. You just cannot believe Camo didn't take him at one. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh position, also one and one. You've got Reese. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Kind of just your general middle of the road at the moment. Um, one of the ones we talked about, he has Hertz and Rogers, but no quarterback depth. And then Dalvin Cook and Gibson, probably the two headliners in the running back department. And Marquise Browns look good, I reckon. Um, his wide receivers. Uh, yeah, he's a bit, I don't know. It's there's some this is a solid team, but probably not depth is probably how I would describe it. Really anyway. Yeah, I think I think I think one and one's probably right. Having said that, he did cop a two fourteen in week one when he put up one seventy four. So could easily be could easily be two and oh for sure. Um he's got to be happy and, with Jalen Hurts. Definitely. And and one seventy four in the week that Rogers stunk as well. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. So um you could you could say he's it was probably lucky to, to win last week, but certainly was unlucky uh, unlucky to win week one. So one and one's probably about right. But um yeah, I think that the one that stands out for me is just um kind of getting what you what you're after with Jalen Hurts. He's already had, you know, 150 yards rushing, uh, which is exactly what he wants out of him. Um and he's looked pretty good. Um mm, you know, against who, who they play Atlanta, San Fran. Jury's still out on San Fran a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll see. He's looked good, so, and I think they were like they were, he was a bit unlucky last week too. If you watched a bit of that game, they got a, a TD call back early to to Rager um, that was a bit unlucky, so he could have had some nicer numbers on the stat sheet as well. So, um, I think he's in pretty good shape with a few of his players. Um, Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe Gordon's a, a bit of a worry because he's splitting basically 50-50 with Javante Williams, but um, he's going all right. So. Yeah, I think when you look at his team, you can sort of see where why, I mean, he's one-on-ones. It's very early still, but like you look at the players that he's got on his bench that, um, you know, um, Anderson, Boyd, um, and then Gibson is in his team but underperforming. And then, like, he's managed to cover, like, Gibson's still on the team, but, like, Marvin Jones, uh, Hollywood Brown, that he sort of mm. bought in and they're playing well. Mm. But, like, sort of to be in that where you're scoring the 200s, he probably needed those sort of mid-round picks to hit. And if they'd hit, then he's, like, in the elite with sort of the Havers and the other 2-0 and teams. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um Moving into the top half and uh, the guy who just managed to, I don't know, just, I don't know the exact term for it when you do it to yourself, but he basically swindled himself with the bet um, against me over the course of the season. So he beat me on the weekend, but it doesn't count for anything because we get to play again, and that's Woodsy. Um, Woodsy's one and one, 300 points for 271 against, just a real meats and potatoes standard type position and season so far for him, just right smack bang in the middle, nothing flamboyant about it at all. Obviously, the man loves his fantasy and he loves his side bets and he loves his taking random multis on the games. What are you guys making of Woodsy so far? Uh, I don't mind Woodsy's team. Like, if you look at it, like, I would say he doesn't have that, elite top end, like Jones obviously went off this week, but then um, 
like, but it's just every player in his team I like. Like, you look at his bench and it's like Brown, Moore, Waddle, Fitzpatrick's injured and Henderson's questionable. And then Cotterelli, uh, that he got off waivers. Like, I like all those players. And then he's got some lottery tickets with the San Francisco running backs. So he knows what's happening there. But, like, mm-hmm. they're all, like, I would be happy to have all those players on my roster. There's no one that I look at and be like, what's that dickhead doing? Um, so Smith. I think, what would that say? Jordan Smith is an interesting tight end. But, yeah, I mean, you oh, yeah. But um, Yeah, and no, I agree. I agree. I think it's, you know, he's... Lottery ticket aside on the running backs, it's there's no bad players. It's pretty strong. Yeah, I'd say it's squad. reminiscent of a classic Jared team in that it's. I feel like Jared's always has teams like that where he has like a couple of good players and then just very even and a very deep bench. And maybe he's taken some advice from Jared. Kenny, yeah, it's. Uh, well, I play him this week, so um, rivalry. Be, yeah, rivalry round and. The, the bets on for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pre- I, th- I think it's pretty solid. Um, he'd be a little bit concerned with Ben Roth, who looks old and finished. Um, that's probably his only concern I see in his team at the moment. Well, um, he's back up being a guy with a broken hip. From yeah, that's, so he's well, not that's in right. super great shape there, yeah. is he? Give no, it a couple right. of weeks. Big Ben will probably have a broken hip the way he's looking. Well, that's right. And that's probably the only thing that's going to... Heard him at the moment. Alan's been a bit um, kind of regressed a little bit back to what he was a couple of years ago, which isn't a huge surprise. But um, you know, he's still got more more to give as well. So yeah, I agree. I think he's pretty solid in every position. There's no real weakness. Maybe tight end, but you can get away with it to a degree. If you're not going to have one of the top four, you might as well just have a stab at one of the other ten that are all the same. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think he's got some some playable depth on his bench. Um, that can come in and, and help if he needs to. Like he wouldn't be wouldn't be afraid to start Antonio Brown or Rondell Moore or um, Patterson or Henderson or one of those guys at all. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty solid at the moment. So in pretty good shape. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think he obviously just numbers. Looked great on the weekend, basically off the back of Aaron Jones. But he is, like you said earlier, one of those guys, and there's not that many in the league that can put up these absurdly big weeks. So, you know, by having him in your team, you give yourself a chance. Um, fifth position is the old Johnny Unitas sensible haircuts, one and one. Um, second highest four, just. Um, one, I'm one point ahead of Daryl, so basically equal second. In points four, um, yeah, I don't know, big, big, big week one, decent week two, but obviously came up against the Woodsy juggernaut. What do you guys reckon at the moment? I'll throw it over. I think think talking point has to be your bench and just the (laughs) stable of quarterbacks you've got locked up, just waiting for the price to skyrocket on them. Take them to the moon, Bitcoin style. (laughs) Yeah, well, I... um, I had a bit of luck doing a similar strategy with a stock called GameStop earlier in the year. <laughs> and so I thought, why not just diamond hands on quarterbacks as well? Just hang on to them forever. Um, no, I, I oh, look, Deshaun's just, you can kind of yeah. almost not count him. He's a play yeah. for next year. And then Mills off the waiver wire this week was probably more about coming up against Cam, who has 
as we talked about earlier, two quarterbacks and one of them was questionable. So it was just it was a blocking play rather than desperately wanting him. But I mean, also don't mind having someone like that in because he starts for a couple of weeks in the absence of Tyrod and goes berserk. He's really good. Like you've just found yourself someone you can trade or you can actually use, which obviously went a you know really late drafting QB approach. So anyone that comes good can easily be a starter in my team. Yeah, for sure. I think um, it's interesting. Would you be would you be tempted to start in this week? Um, James playing New England, so you've got or Wentz if he gets up. Wentz probably won't get up, will he? If Wentz, the the risk with Wentz, of course, is if he if he gets up, like he could be injured. Like yeah, you know, he's one of those he could. Um, so I'll definitely start Kirk Cousins. Um, solid. Yeah. He's been solid. Yeah, he's he's been good. <sighs> yeah, I'd, I might start Mills purely because it's the Friday game. I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Roads have options, isn't it, in the QB room? Yeah, I mean, you won't. Yeah, the the thing at the moment is, I, I again, I still think your your team's got a bit of improvement. Um, Kamara obviously had a really. I don't think Kamara's been that ordinary for two years. In terms of the game, it might be his lowest ever score he's ever put up. Um, you know, Swift was pretty quiet as well, but um, I think you've got a pretty high floor, to be honest. Um, what, what did you score last week? One hundred and thirty odd. Yeah, I was uh, one one thirty eight. Thirty eight, yeah, which yeah, was I think yeah, it's what thirty below my projected. So that, that was kind of a bit of a down, don't we? Yeah, but I, and again, I think you know come, you, you had a down week from a few of your your top end players, and um, so there's there's probably more improvement there. I, w- I will say it's um, Tyler Lockett started off like a house on fire, and it's. He's, he's a great example of the type of wide receiver we are talking about just before. Um, he can literally put up 50 on any given week if, if Russ just looks his way, and he has more often than not this year. So um, yeah. probably the only other thing is just do you want to talk to us about your top seven tight ends as well? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's good, good to have two in the top seven. Um, I'm probably – Logan Thomas is probably a bit – Overperforming. I sort of had him at seven. He's he's run at six at the moment, but mm. um, obviously Mark Andrews will come good and bump him down a spot eventually. So probably ends up where it was supposed to. Um, no, I don't know. I, I like him. I really like him. I I, I kind of joke about it, but I, I want him on my team because very like happy Andrews playing him through by weeks. Logan Thomas. Like Andrews is obviously good, but Logan Thomas. Like I, I'm never going to be able to really start him, given the depth of my other skill position players, but I'll very happily have him through the bye weeks. And if Mark Andrews came up as a trade, I'd, I'd, I'd do it with Thomas as my backup pretty pretty quickly. The right trade was there. I think I'm clearly the only one who likes him, but well, no, well, I just really do thanks, this. I, I've got another, I've got a team that uh, we play in the same league, Stephen. Um, I have Logan Thomas. If you want to chat offline about, uh, maybe acquiring the great man, feel free to uh, get in touch. Yeah, I don't know if he's as valuable to me in Dynasty where he's what 31 or something. Yeah, That's I mean, the issue there, he is a good, but he's a good player. I think you're pretty, pretty much off exclusively off the efforts of Logan Thomas. You beat me by about 90 points in that league this week, so yeah, that's yeah. why. No, that's, that's the only reason why. 
Um, all right, enough about me. Yeah. The uh, the next one moving up oh, no. is we're now into we the two and zero territory. Well, we probably don't need to spend a lot of time on this team because obviously well documented, luckiest man alive. As pointing case, he's thirty points less than me for the season. He's yet two and zero. Um, we talk about Camo. Doesn't listen to the podcast. Probably not a lot needs to be said. Any, anything? Just how do you take anyone but McCaffrey at one? Is still a big talking point for mine out of Camo's team. Not that Holmes has been bad. Ultra consistent. One forty nine, then one fifty one. Um, yeah. Just, just, just nestling into that sort of one fifty zone. He said he wanted probably. to average one fifty, so he's just yeah. sort of working it. Yeah. Probably speaks to the. The lack of ceiling, really, that's probably as good as you can give at this point in time, I reckon. So, uh, Speaking of luck I'm on joking. his side, um, having Judy go down and now just mm, Teddy just humbled sudden with targets. And if fan. he keeps doing that, it uh, sudden could be like a top five wide receiver in fantasy, depending on how long, no, at least while Judy's out. Well, can yeah. we talk about the fact that, so obviously you've got, We've got eight starters um, in your in your lineup. Camo's rolling out the double Pittsburgh, the double Carolina, and the double Denver. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy. Six it of the eight it, slots. It, it says Six it all nine, because sorry. this is minimal effort Camo to an absolute T. He's like, <laughs> can't be bothered rocking up to the Zoom calls for the draft. Can't be bothered listening to the podcast. Can't be bothered responding to trade requests. I can't be bothered watching more than the absolute bare minimum of games per week. So I'm just going to put all my players in from the same two teams and I'll basically give the smallest amount of possible commitment to this league that is possible. And he's got two of the same, uh, two receivers from the same team on his bench, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Yeah. It's, um, but then we, if you just keep scrolling, I think you can really work out why he's 2-0 oh, and the gorgeous. reason behind it, a bit of his luck and it's the goggles. Um, it is. He's been rock solid. <laughs> yeah. He's been rock solid. No misses, as I, I can see. No misses at the moment. It's ironic because he has a misses. Um, obviously getting engaged, which is good. <laughs> um, congrats to Rodrigo. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we need to spend a heap of time on his team. No, do we? I think that's. I think. I think that's. That's. That's probably more than enough. Um, third position. Uh, a team that doesn't want to finish third, just wants to finish sixth. Mm. That's Fitzy. Um, really uncomfortable wow. territory because he's basically, we've got 15 weeks to go and he's already halfway to his average. He's going to be <laughs> in charted, uncharted territory very, very quickly. And, I mean, obviously, exploring uncharted waters, he might need to trade for a blankenship just to sort of get himself... Yes. Bit of Captain Cook style, just reduce the fog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, he's um, he's, he's you know, hasn't put a put wrong so far. Yeah, well, no, you you're spot on. Like, and talking about un, uncharted territory, when you score two hundred in in week one, you can you could already <laughs> see kind of what happened in week two. He didn't really know what to do, and just put out a little one twenty burger that got it done for him. So. <laughs> Well, who's just, who, I want to ask who, who what is the real Fitzy? Is it the 200 or is it the 120? <laughs> I reckon it's somewhere in the middle. Um, oh, thanks. The, the, like the 120. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like he's not a 210, but the, the 120, 
Like, if you look at his team, um, Devontae Adams put up 20, which is about as low as you're ever going to get from him. Tyreek Hill, 5.9. You'll mm. never, ever get that again. Yep. Um, he had Zach Wilson, who put up two as a quarterback, which, you know, it might be a good week for Zach Wilson. Who knows? But, you know, you can do <laughs> basically, you put a kicker in that flex and you're still going to get more than that. So I, I feel like... At some point. Yeah, and he had Debo Samuel right in the bench, which I kind of get it, but yeah, I just just don't don't love it. <laughs> he's a real, uh, he's just he's a real upside at the moment, Debo for me. I guess to be fair though, he played Thielen as his fourth wide receiver, so probably was the right move. And then I mean, when you talk about making your own luck, he's done the same thing with uh, the great man Hunter Renfro on the bench, yeah. Yeah. a last round pickup that's just. The, the horseshoe around his neck. Mm. Yeah, smart. And, I mean, it, it paid dividends immediately when Gus Edwards went down and Latavius Murray, who I called out in the last pod, he inexplicably picked up when he didn't have Kamara. So it was just a pointless handcuff draft selection. And then he basically, he could very easily end up being the RB1 at Baltimore. So gets traded and just slotted into a nice little spot there. He... The Hunter Renfro worked out for him. Very what, what do you guys think about um, Debo Samuel in the super flex position over Zach Wilson right now? Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah. I think you've got to do it like it's Debo might hopefully puts up a zero this week when IU takes back all the receiving. But um, I mean, I don't think you can start Wilson again until he shows, like, especially against Denver, like, a, Von Miller will probably have about eight sacks on him this week. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I reckon if you're Fitzy, I reckon you, you need to trade for another quarterback mm. and probably give up Wilson so the person doesn't lose a spot in a quarterback position. So find a quarterback that's not starting for someone, trade Wilson and something for them. Yeah. Because he's going to trade one of his wide receivers, like Thielen and Wilson, for um, a quarterback is probably a trade that's out there. Yeah, definitely. Like you could get a. um, Do you like the um, Winston or something? Do you like the propaganda coming from the bloke that's got five QBs on his roster, just begging (laughs) Fitzy to trade? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just maybe I overrate the quarterback position. No. I don't know. I just I, I think I'm just I'm trying to give helpful advice to Fitzy this year because we're all pulling for him. Odell for James Winston? No. You wouldn't do that? No. With will with Wilson thrown in as well. Yeah. No. I don't like Odell. Yeah. Well like he's like look, he's he's definitely not in my best three wide receivers. So yeah. He's, he, I'm trying to play him in a flex, and so I've got to drop Edmonds or Swift. Embarrassing of riches. It's tough. We need the second yeah. high score up. It is. Um, all right. Any anything else on Fitzy? No, I just hope he just continues on. Yeah, um, with how he's going. As you said, like I think he's got he's got some nice types that um, can put up a big score. I think the 200 is it's well within his score within his team to put up, you know, 180 on a given week, 190. So I think he's a, he's clearly a top six team, isn't he? I think that's the talking point. Clearly. 
yeah. the best six. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like if if like what what's the odds, Kamish, that the tattoo's going on? He's like a dollar thirty pop, isn't he? No, he would be to make the playoffs two and oh. Yeah, but you gotta put the Fitzy tax on it, but <laughs> anything could happen. No, I'd, I'd say he'd probably be about a dollar sixty, dollar forty, or sort of oh. between the two. Max bet, please. <laughs> What's he going to do to mess it up? Like what? Like I mean, this doesn't have to be a prediction. It can just be a creative writing exercise, if you like. Bring, he doesn't have to do anything. It could just. I think the main thing. If Stafford went down, then it's yeah. Then he's over uh, a barrel. Is he needs a quarterback? Then no one's going to accept a fair trade. They're going to want you know a dollar thirty. Uh, oh, oh. If that happens, Fitzy, the barbershop is open. I'll accept fair trades because I want my, I want those guys to get tattoos. My my prediction is he'll keep playing a skill position player and he's super flex. That's yeah. that's one way to screw it up. I know, I know Zach Wilson probably isn't ready, but he did score 18 in week one on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we'll then, find out if he's any good, because if he's any good, he'll bounce back. But the thing is with New York is they've got no one behind him. So he's just going to yeah. keep playing. And maybe he yeah. keeps throwing interceptions. Who knows? But yeah, interceptions aren't that bad. Like Jameis Winston used to throw five interceptions and score. Yeah, you can throw five touchdowns. That's fine. Yeah, but that's like that's yeah. the thing. You're you would rather a quarterback who throws heaps of picks but throws fifty passes a week. Yeah, than a quarterback who like manages the game and throws fifteen and you know, just like it's, yeah. I mean, Jameis weirdness of fantasy. Mike Evans and Godwin, whereas yeah, yeah, he's catching them in. Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all right. Um, second, big, big Oof. week. Um, and it's, 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 I think it's nice and sort of poetic that the top two teams are the week one and week two winners now that we've got cash on the line for the weekly prize. So, like, they're going to, you know, teams that deserve it. Second is Dale, who I reckon could be nothing short of ecstatic with where he is two weeks in. So, as I mentioned, he's basically equal second in points for. He's obviously 2-0. and oh. He's had one of the lowest points against totals. So, you know, that's working in his favour. Good on him there. But um, high score for week two. And he did this all after arguably butchering his draft by drafting no tight end till the end and then drafting a guy out for the season. It's pretty He'd incredible. happy with boys? Yeah, I mean, when your running back puts up 47 and your defense scores two jump time touchdowns, um, you got to be happy. Yeah. And he's hit on a couple like just, Cooks. Yeah. Looks pretty good. <laughs> like, he's just the only player getting targeted. Even, oh, no yeah. matter how bad the offense is, if you get, you know, 12, 13 targets, you're going to put up points. Yeah. So Houston, yeah. Houston in week two, they had Cooks had 13 targets and next best was two. <laughs> like they've got no one else to throw to. It's unbelievable. So, but that's that's the classic kind of not a sexy pick, but a pretty productive one in a shit team oh, that's going to throw does the job. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and like, as, a, as a wide receiver three, perfect. Yeah, and we criticise the old Henry Chubb um, combo in PPR, but I mean, obviously Chubb went berserk, and sorry, Henry went berserk, and Chubb was doing the job. So. That's looking good. The amazing thing for me is he's got just like 
wide receiver is uh, Cooks aside. Mike Evans had a shocker week one. Uh, Claypool has had a pretty average start to the season. Golladay's had an average start to the season. Gage is an offense that isn't working. Cephas is Cephas, however you pronounce it. I think he's just picked up off way wide this week, potentially. But he's um, uh, he's not starting anywhere. He's just got he's got nothing, and he's still putting up one nineties. Yeah, he's getting huge huge scores from Derek Carr, who's put up eight hundred and seventeen yards in two weeks, um, mm. which has been huge for him as a as a Superflex second QB with Russell Wilson. That's a very like he's had 10, 10 touchdowns from his quarterbacks in two weeks. Yeah, that'll, just on Henry as well. He's had I think four and six receptions, which are both more yeah. receptions than he had in any game last year. So it's um, you know if they're going to start using him more in the passing game as well, then it's just oh, then he would yeah you know, if you knew he was going to get four receptions a game, he would have been number two pick. I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll give you the the one negative, and you don't want to be too negative about a two and O team that's sitting second on the ladder and just scored one ninety. But he's got Jared Cook as his tight end. We just talked about his wide receivers, and I don't really see where he's got any bench value to trade. Well, I can so tell you a trade it. that he's offered me mid podcast. Oh, oh, juicy! So he offered Chase Claypool and Mike Davis. For Terry McLaurin. Oh yeah. Mm. I think it's a fair enough yeah, value. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna yeah. accept it, but I think that's about right ish. Yeah. It's just I don't really like uh Davis is like how he's looked, so no, and that's his, his issue is he's got like if he makes that trade, I don't think you'd really feel too excited about having Ingram or Carter having to basically play most weeks. But he's got a yeah. I mean, he's, he's clearly he's trying to address that point, which is is, is good. Yeah, this looks like a solid team. Like, especially if Henry keeps playing like this, you know, he, he can be like um, Tennessee in two thousand nineteen and just ride him deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, good on him. And then the twenty twenty one Ocho Bowl champions. In waiting, he's, he's just got to go through the formal coronation. Um, Havers, the old Dr. Jones, so 2 and 0, 404.4 after two weeks, averaging over 200. That's more than 70 points ahead of the second best team two weeks in. Um, I was going to say, do we, are, any, we doing a pod, are we doing a pod next week or is the season over? I think it's, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I guess we just do a wrap in January once we. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we, we could wrap this bit now. We could wrap. We could wrap probably this season now, and we'll just review it in Jan. Yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. <laughs> we might have to tweak a couple of things, like oh, that guy got injured. But nah, I don't think anything's changing here. Is it's over. Well, how about this? How about this for a few stats? That yeah, number one QB in fantasy right now, Kyler Murray. Number three tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Number one wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Number one. Kicker, Daniel Carlson. These are the things that are going his way at the moment. Um, And, you know, Eckler's number seven running back. So everywhere you look. And and you could argue Stefan Diggs hasn't even fired a shot yet. So it's all upside. Yeah. Will Fuller hasn't come back yet. He's got him. Yeah. Just in the mix. Oh, you know, Land, Landry, he can just sit on IR for a bit, no issues. Daniel Jones is even 
you know, number four QB. I drafted him last year. Everyone laughed at me, but you know, number four QB after two weeks, Danny Dimes. Not needed. Not needed not as needed. well. He's got the number no. four QB sitting up riding the pine. Don't need him. Why would you? He's got the, yeah. the steel curtain as his defense as well. Just yeah. like, you know, he's gonna have them down the stretch in the snow, just putting up walls of ice like Game of Thrones style. He's um he's he just cannot be beaten. Yeah. The other thing would be maybe that third wide receiver spot where he's got fuller at the moment. If Tua's out for a while, like is um what's his name? Yeah, um, I'd like to play Landry there. Yeah. Is it yeah, Brissett throwing to Fuller? Like I don't know if he's got the well, talent can... and deep accuracy to hit Fuller. And then he's nah. like he's got Landry, he's injured, and Tyra Williams might have been a good play, but he's injured as well. So yeah, then I, he probably plays Naheem Hines and Cooper Cup in the third wide receiver position. But oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's that that's probably the thing. He's got he's got some injuries, but he's been able to cover it pretty well. And once his team gets a bit healthier. Ooh-wee. Early favourite for sure. Could he put up a 250 this year, do you reckon? Yeah. I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think someone will. What's well, just... Is anyone? It's Dr. Jones. U-P-I-U-P-I-A. He's um through two weeks. How's this? Through two weeks, his team's, his offensive starters right now have scored 21 touchdowns. It's a lot. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. So what happens when he scored 200 two weeks in a row. Yeah. Is he? He's a bit of a perfectionist, isn't he? Like, he's, he's going to be, like, right now, he's not dwelling on the fact that he's got the number one rated person in pretty much every position. He's, he's you know, ripping his eyebrows out, just punishing himself because Eckler's only at seven and he yeah. needs a better running back. Like, he's yeah. um, he, he's sweating that the average might dip below 200 if he only puts up 192 this week. Like these and are the things that would motivate him. But also, he's he's also one of only two team teams to have $100 uh, still in the kitty for the for the waiver wire. Just holding back. Why would you spend? Yeah. When your team's that perfect, why bother? Wasting your money, yeah. Well, I, well how I, don't might be. I know he's very busy at work lately. Like, he's been working nearly every Saturday just been smashing it. So it could just be that maybe he's been so busy at work that he hasn't been able to get in his own way for once. So he's uh, just drafted well and then he's can let everything go and not doing dumb trades, not spending his waiver money, overthinking it. Is, um, what's what's Taylor's relationship status? He's in a, like, he lives with his girlfriend. Is he, um, is he sort of thinking... How do I say this diplomatically? He he's he's, he's sort of going, oh, you know what? Like, probably I might need to upgrade it. I've um, I'm kind <laughs> of, oh, I might have been uh, an eight well, out of ten before. But actually, what a good point in the, So um, he said that whenever he gets a trade or he has a tough fantasy decision, he talks it through with his girlfriend now. So perhaps oh. she's the brains behind the operation. Yeah, now um, it makes sense. It's like yeah. Jenny in the league. Because for a guy that hates quarterbacks to have the number one and the number four, and I mean Teddy'd be decent <laughs> as well, that tells me something has changed pretty big at the back end. That, that that's not just a, a fluke. So I reckon I reckon you hit the nail on the head. That is a revealing piece of information, though. Where are we? 
there's going to be eight different guys who listen to the pod and then run off to their wives or girlfriends or mums and go, look, did you ever look at my roster? It's like, what do you reckon? I'll just call up Hamer's girlfriend and I'll just call (laughs) Mel and be like, hey, Mel, can I talk this through with you? Yeah, yeah. But I I reckon, I assume she's on Team Havers. No, no longer. So I don't know. Maybe I can convince her. Can you, yes or no, did you discuss your fantasy roster at all at any point last year in your championship winning season with her? With Melton, no. Uh, anyway, uh, well, well, yeah, it's done. I mean, it's, it's, it, is a, it is a shame that it's been such an uncompetitive year for the first year of the championship belt. But congrats to Havers, deserving winner for 2021. Yeah, it's been a good year. At least it won't huh? be far for me to deliver the belt. It's only two suburbs over. And without looking, without, you know, just stepping on our next kind of uh, preview of this week, have a look at the matchup we've got here. Well, let's 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 go into that. Let's just jump straight in and one race through and start there. So one v two. It's it's as good as as good oh. as you want, right? Like, and, and they're projected Kidding. one point apart. So you've got coming up this week: Havers versus Dale. Grand final one week. five five versus one five four in the projections. Yeah, That's grand final too, week in the AFL. Clearly too low. I thought the projections would be like one ninety eight, one ninety seven, or something. <laughs> oh, I think um, Havers is just. Just messing around a little bit with the projections. Yeah, Pop Will Fuller on with a projection of four, just to sort of give everyone the appearance that it's closer than it really is. Yeah, fair. Who are we tipping, boys? Uh, I'm going Havers. You look at his matchups and they're just Murray v. Jacksonville, Eckler v. KC, um, Diggs v. Washington. They can't really stop the pass at the moment. They're not as good as we thought. Bridgewater v. the Jets. Um, and then even like Cup v Tampa Bay, like they've got three injuries in the secondary. So uh, I'm going to go with Havers. Yeah, Gene? I mean, what? Oh, I, I just don't, I just don't see the point in tipping against the champ. I agree. Uh, I've just, I've just said he's done a clean sheet, so I can't tip against him. I'm, I'm yeah. three for Havers. Yep. Um, next matchup is the Johnny United sensible haircuts against mm. Camp. It's a big, big game, really. Well, it puts one team in a lot of trouble. Yeah, true. Heavy projection favourite here to the haircuts. Yeah, I, I get projected in at about 160 to 170 every week. I just must <laughs> so say... You're normally up. heavy projected favourites. I think it's... Um, how do you just do your team, Manny? You look at the projection, just be like, well... They know what they're talking about. Slaves to the rankings. No, well, like, to be honest, my team picks itself. Like, if you look at my depth chart, uh, there's no decisions to make. One decision, Josh Jacobs or um, Chase Edmonds, but Jacobs injured, so you don't even have to decide. There's literally no decision to make. You know, as much as I like Qu- Logan Quez Thomas Watkins, or- probably not going Quez Watkins over DeAndre Hopkins too often. Wouldn't have thought. The only, the only worry for you is probably if, if they unleash a bit of Saquon on the Falcons. Um, yeah. I think that's the only way you probably get beaten. How far ahead do you need to be um, going in the last game against Prescott, 
Smith and Zerline in the Dallas Philly game. You'd want to be what? I reckon you'd want to be. I'd want to be like 80. 40 ahead, man. 50 ahead. Uh, like 80 or 80. I want to feel confident. Yeah. 50, I reckon you'd be. 50, I you'd think, be, is where. You'd uh, be like, tuning in. Nah, more. more? So Pre- Pres- Prescott could easily put up 30. Easily. Yeah. So there's 30 there. Kick up. Then Smith, 20. Yeah. So there's 50. And then, and I don't reckon these are like ridiculous scores. And then sure, Zerlane maybe like a 10. So you're 60. So I wouldn't feel comfortable till about 80. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tip myself. I'm also going to tip you. Mm. I'm going to tip Cam. Good. I like it. I like it. Um, the cleats and potatoes against the pup, the grudge match we oh. talked about. Big one this week. Oh. Um, the big cue over Deontay Johnson too, which I reckon is oh, significantly relevant to your chances. Now, that's the big <laughs> one. What about Tua? Yeah, but you've got... Um, Kissed on the meat and potato sausage. This bloke, fair <laughs> income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I reckon Lamar could go berserk at Detroit. Well, he should. Like you could get a fifty that's, that's there. My, that's my chance. He's 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 taking a run at an MVP. You just get that feeling. Too. Yeah. It's good Calvin times. Ridley is really due. I reckon. Yep. Um, Jefferson. Pitts, Pitts, Pitts is due for home. a TD, isn't he? Pitts, well, Pitts, Pitts is, yeah, Pitts is due. Yeah, he's due Pitts for is due for a tight end premium something. But can you <laughs> yeah. boost it up just for this week? And then you get the Broncos who get to beat up on the Jets. There's the recipes there. At home. Oh, yeah. The, reci- the recipe's there if 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 uh, Deontay and Tua play. If they both miss, I'm in probably in trouble. Yeah. So you picked up the- Jacoby Brissett. And I don't love playing him, but I'd I'll I'll play him if Tua doesn't play. I'm gonna tip Woodsy, and I'm only doing it for one reason, and I hate this reason, but it's that. DK Metcalf goes berserk every single time against Minnesota. Yeah. And he gets and us this week and he'll score 50. And I haven't um I haven't texted Woodsy today saying I don't love that it's been Tyler Lockett the first two weeks. Normally they just rotate. It's either DK or Tyler one yeah. week after the other. You just sense that it's going to be a Metcalf week. And if he's done it before against Minnesota, <laughs> then I'm even more he concerned. he this was last year. I I've, I think I was playing Dale who had him last year and I was like unassailably home because they had a minute to go and he was down by 25 and Metcalf scored 30 or something or 27 in the final drive and then the overtime drive. Both touchdowns in both, a two-point conversion in one of them and like eight catches and, you know, total of mm. 90 yards. Like, it was absurd. But that's what he does to us. He just destroys us. Yeah. That's so anyway, I'm on. I'm on Woodsy. Yeah, I'm on so even Woodsy though I really like the Cane Corns <laughs> avatar of just taunting him, which obviously would be a 15 yard penalty in the NFL these days. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm. I'm going to have Tony Pollard in the last game to chase down whatever I'm down. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, hopefully it's but- under 20. 
feel like Paul can break a long one as well. So it's yeah. If it's if it's around twenty, I'll be tuning in. Yeah, mm, for sure. Good game, spicy. Absolutely. So who did you it. go with, Andrew? I need oh, it. Woodsy, sorry. Go Woodsy. All right. Gets me back in the game if I win it. Lift, lift, pup. Um, <laughs> San Diego Demons versus the fantasy team. I'll kick us off. I'm going, Jared. Jew. <laughs> any any reason? Oh, he's just Jew. He, he, he's when you add a kicker in, he's going to be projected higher. Right now, he's behind, but I just reckon Herbert is going to taunt Camo with a big score this week. McCaffrey against Houston on the primetime game will go nuts. Just, mm. just no. does have Darnold, which helps. Um, True. Look, look. I'm going. I'm going. Camo for one reason and one reason only. It is Demon Week, Ooh, and his yes. beloved his beloved D's will get up on Saturday, and his beloved San Diego D's will get up on Monday. <laughs> uh, I his beloved Chargers get up. Will his beloved Chargers get up over Kansas City by any chance? <laughs> well, they did it last year, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the it was the Tyrod Taylor doctor game last year. Hmm. Um, yeah, so my big question is: Will come over be watching the grand final, or will he have another draft to do at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's pretty good. He's all about uh, minimum investment in time, so I'm assuming he's just gonna watch the grand final on delay and just yeah. so he can fast forward through <laughs> halftime, quarter time. <laughs> Just no birds are taking it, but come Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the celebration and the medal afterwards. Yeah. Don't care about Stephen May. No, don't yeah. care. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Don't, oh, yeah. Let's pause for Jake. Oh, Tom Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next game. <laughs> we do our tips. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. I thought we did. I, I, I tipped Jared. Come on. Uh, I'm going to go come as well. All right. Up the um, The next one, second last game for the round, the Quest for Six versus the Curse Breakers. Mm. There's oh. all sorts of mystic aura and stakes that have been raised in this one. Um, I don't think players or projections are relevant here. I just reckon this is all about what's your belief in destiny and which way is it going to swing? And I reckon it's... I just love Fitzy's logo. I reckon it's... Um, Destiny is he's going to laugh in his face this week and the commission is going to get the job done. I, I disagree completely with you in terms of it's not about the players or projections. It is about the players. <laughs> and Fitzy, if you're listening and you are not starting Hunter Renfro this week, mm. there's something wrong with you. You mu- yeah, He needs to be started, doesn't he? Oh, how would it be if he started Hunter Renfro in the Superflex? Correct. It is oh, Zach that's, Wilson. That's, that's what I'm after. That, that would be one of the most, that's what like Eastern medicine style, you know, curing cancer. That's what that is. It could be the, it could break the curse once and for all. Oh, it really could. Yeah. And if we get another earthquake as he slots him into the superflex. <laughs> like, if he does that, I might have to reapply the curse. It might have to go to the dark side and find some, make a voodoo doll of Fitzy. 
<laughs> so, uh, who are you guys tipping? Uh, I'm tipping. I'm tipping Andrew until he puts Hunter Renfro in his flex. I'm not. I'm not tipping him. Come the clean sweep. I'm not that confident. No, Steve tipped. No, I, I tipped Andrew. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, flat. He's two and zero against an zero and two team, the, and still the, can't get a tip. The the thing that I'm I'm using to guide my tips on Fitzy season is I'm envisaging the America's Game Super Bowl <laughs> Ocho Bowl Champions documentary. Thirty for thirty. Yeah, and there needs to be sort of a bit of a story arc to it. You can't just win everything. It's got to be like the you know the adversity that he, he faced in week three, and I feel like that's what well, this is going to be. It's interesting because you say that and he comes up against Dr. Jones in week four, just a little little teaser for next week, Fitzy does. So well, it's a big week for him because yeah, we know imagine, that's a loss. Yeah, so he could, he could go two and two. And I'll tell you what, yeah. it, we'll, we'll find out what he's made of when the world's crashing down around him if he becomes two and two. Um, next one, the last game of the week is Ben versus Reese. Uh Reese with a healthy 27-point projected mm. win, although I think I was projected to beat Woodsy by about 40 last week. You know, uh, I lost by so so Ben hasn't changed his lineup yet and put Fields in. So Andy Dalton, yeah. yeah if he 10. puts Fields in, it would it's 10. break it about 10 points. Mm. Yeah. So what do we what do we reckon here? Ooh. Let me have a quick squiz of the lineups here. I'm going to go Ben. I think... Fields comes in, Ben mm. gets his first win. Again, I'm just a massive Fields homer, so um, but I'm going to trust that my boy Fields will get the job done. There is, speaking of Hunter Renfro, good juju, Ben has Cole Beasley bad juju, so it could just be no matter how good Fields is, Cole Beasley just brings his mm. team down. Well, I made a pledge to myself during the week after unsuccessfully tipping Ben the first two weeks. I'm never going to tip him again for the rest of the season. So I do not need to look at anything here. I'll be tipping Reese. Yeah, I'll, I'll be tipping Reese as well. But I think it'll be, I think it's actually going to be pretty close. Yeah. I hope so. We've had a bit of a shortage of down to the wire games through the first two weeks. So mm. love to see. It's one of the finishes. disadvantages of the extra roster spots. It gives you more wider range of results. Yeah, true. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. Well, good luck to everyone for the week. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, I just think it's a it's a it's a big week for the mainly for Fitzy, but um, even for all the Owen two teams and. Again, mainly Fitzy, but um, pure <laughs> It certainly is. Don't, don't get too smashed watching the grand final and forget to set your rosters on Sunday, everyone. Thank Ooh. you. Good luck to the Dee supporters in the group. I don't think we've got any dog supporters, but to Camo and Keeney, um, I assume you're officially allowed to be outed as a D supporter, even if you <laughs> work for Sydney. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So uh, I've, I've, seen, I've seen enough shit Melbourne to uh, to warrant barracking pretty hard for him this week. 
Have you, shit. Have you considered benching your entire roster in celebration if the D's get the job done? Oh, there's a there's a, a greater than fifty percent chance I'll be off my head anyway. So yeah. <laughs> well, um, on behalf of whoever plays you, um, go D's. Woodsy. Oh yeah, Woodsy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and it'll set your roster then because uh, I've yeah. got a season bet with him. Yeah, true. Um, all right, boys. Well, appreciate your time this evening. Um, congrats on surviving the earthquake and good luck for week three. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Ruby, 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 Ruby.